Hey everybody, welcome back to the Mondo Show. I'm on. <laughs> you caught me on my phone. I was looking at a few things. I was searching some scriptures for you, trying to be the spiritual mentor. No, I'm kidding. I was looking at TikTok. By the way, don't act like you don't go to TikTok either. You know what I mean? But my special guest today happens to be on TikTok. She's a mother. She's an author. I can't wait to talk to her because. She went viral, not by doing crazy things, but maybe it's considered crazy now, praying and reading the Bible on TikTok, and it just took off, and she has over a million followers on TikTok. Now, this is for everyone that wants to be an influencer, everyone that follows an influencer, everyone that wishes to be an influencer. We're going to find out what does it take to be an influencer, but more than that, what is it about this book called Hope in 60 Seconds? I'm amazed how much hope people are losing. People are becoming hopeless. I'm almost in every genre of music, television, social media. When you feel like you're connected in every way, yet we feel so much disconnection with our, within our families, within our friends, our jobs, our careers, everything that we're doing, it seems like we're losing hope. But I, I want to tell you something. No matter what you're going through, I want you to not lose hope in your family. Don't lose hope in God. Don't lose hope in your job. I believe that today, during this program, Something in you is going to spark hope back into your system, into your mind, into your words, into your relationships, because I believe that my special guest, Christina Baker, is going to give you some hope today when she talks about hope in 60 seconds. I need to be quiet because I want to introduce her. I want to hear from her. I've been watching her on TikTok. I can't believe she's on my program today. Christina Baker, welcome to the Mondo Show. I'm a little bit excited to have you on. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Mondo. I'm really excited to be on, too, because I've heard you preach at Chuck Pierce's church, and it set my family on fire. We were bo there both times, and oh. we were so excited. I was excited about today. I wish I... How come you didn't come up and meet me? I wanted to meet you. Oh, my oh. goodness. <laughs> I'm glad to be here today. Oh, Thanks listen, for having me. I cannot... Can I start by saying this? I applaud you. I applaud you because it takes courage to step out and do what's not normal in today's culture. And I love talking about culture. I love talking about politics. I love talking about religion. I love talking about Jesus. Listen to me. Jesus and religion are two different things. Don't get it twisted. And here you are. You stepped out. In a world that, for me, I'm, I'm still trying to get used to TikTok, what drove you to step out of the normal situation and step into the world of TikTok? Yeah, Mondo, I, just full disclosure, I did not like social media ever. It was not something, I am a very, I like pers being personal with people. I like to um, be able to look people in the eyes, but at the height of the pandemic, it's all we had. 
and the Lord gave me a dream. And in faith, I was like, I know this is God because he showed me a picture of a slot machine. And, you know, when I was in the world, I was a bit of a gambler. And so sometimes the Lord will just use things like that in our dreams to, to speak to us. And I saw the darkness over social media and I saw something that said social media. And I knew that I needed to jump on and offer people the hope and the prayers that were given to me in the darkest moments of my life. And, you know, I hop on one, one evening, it was actually one in the morning on Good Friday, 2020. And I sat in the corner of my room with bad lighting, not a great phone. <laughs> and I pulled my phone out and I was like, God, if one person hears this, then the assignment is complete. And so I prayed out of Joshua 1 and 9, be strong and courageous, put your trust in the Lord, wake up the next morning, and the video went viral. So videos go viral all the time, so we didn't think much of it. But when one video after the other continued going viral, we knew, yeah, this is definitely not about, it's not about anything that we're doing, but it's what God is trying to do in the earth right now, in the season that we're in right now. People are grasping for hope. And if we're not the ones that are going to come and offer them the hope of Jesus Christ, somebody else will. And so Ooh. the Lord just gave me that revelation in that moment. It was like, if you don't step in, just like those people stepped in many years ago in your life, somebody else is going to, the devil's going to send somebody else to give them hope in other places, drugs, money, whatever, fill in the blank that we've all done and we've all been involved in. And so there was a grace mondo in that moment of like, God, I want to offer people the hope that is only found in Jesus to people like you gave it to me in, in, in those moments. And so the videos are only going viral, uh, Mondo, because people need hope so much and people need prayer. Listen, and uh, so that, that's how everything started. Let's talk about this because they see you well put together. They, you know, your, your hair is on point, your makeup is on point, what you're saying is on point. Yeah, everybody thinks, oh, she's got her life figured out. She's perfect. She hasn't gone through anything. And unless you stop for a moment and read the book or, or even hear you long enough, you said some things while you were talking right now about your life. Let's go back to the beginning. What was your life like? What got you to the point where you felt hopeless? Yeah. Well, I grew up, my dad was an atheist, Mondo. I followed in his footsteps. Uh, my mom was a non-practicing Catholic, so there was no mention of God ever in my home. So when my parents divorced, we moved to South America at a young age. And I started getting into, I was actually involved with the goth scene. I was listening to like Marilyn Manson and, you know, I was, I got into self-harm and I was just in some way, shape or form trying to express the pain that I had inside. From there, that was an open door to the to the alcohol. I, I was, you know, running the bars at 14 years old in South America. There's no drinking age, so I started drinking, and that led to the drugs, and then the drugs led to the heavier drugs. And my dad ended up, my dad and I ended up living homeless on the beach when I was 15 years old um, in Hawaii. My dad, you know, long story short, he was an executive in an oil gas company growing up, but he lost all his money. And, um, and he says, you know, he snorted all his money and ended up living homeless. So him and I were homeless at, I was 15. And, uh, once I got off the beach, I kind of went from house to house and, you know, ended up homeless many times again, living in my car and living in different places, living on the streets. And 
my addiction just grew over the years, Mondo. So you can look at somebody and go, well, they, they've had a perfect run at life. But the reality of it is, is that God stepped into my moment after I got arrested and went to jail. I got out, I was on bail and a man tapped me on the shoulder and said, I have a word from the Lord for you. And I was contemplating taking my life the very moment that he tapped me on the shoulder. And I walk into this break room where they're having a prayer meeting. It was an undercover prayer, you know, a covert prayer meeting at a secular university. And these people were pacing the floor mondo, praying like they had come face to face with God. And I remember having this thought. I was like, if there is a God, these people have come face to face with him. They start laying hands on me, which I didn't even know what that was. It was so strange because I was like, why are these people touching me, you know? And then he says to me, this is a matter of life or death. He didn't come to me with a nice, feel good, tickle my ears message. He came to me with exactly what I needed, which was the truth. You're about to lose your life. This is a matter of life or death. Jesus came to the earth and gave his life for you so that you can live in eternity with him and avoid this one-way ticket to hell that you're on right now. And I just lifted, I looked at him, he said, lift your hands. And I said, Jesus, if you're real, come into my heart, come into my life and save me. And at that moment, I felt a filling, Mondo, from the top of my head to the tips of my toes and a peace, the boulders I had been carrying around for 20 plus years of my life lifted. The peace that I was seeking in the drugs and in the alcohol and everything that I was seeking all of my life, all of a sudden this permanent peace came over me that I had never tasted. And so that's the long story short. That's how I came to meet the Lord Jesus, Mondo. You know, that encouraged me so much, Christina, because, you know, when I was there in Texas with Brother Chuck Pierce, I fell a fish out of water, yet hearing your story and you being there, I felt like there was a connection for this generation to understand yeah. that we have gone through something in life and we need to be open about it. We need to be able to be uh, honest about what we've gone through because, you know, when you and I were growing up, you know, yeah, we went through a lot of hopelessness, but when I'm looking at the culture today, maybe you can help me understand, do you feel like the kind of hopelessness that this generation is facing it's a little bit more different than what you and I grew up going through. Yeah, it's this is unprecedented. And I you know, the earth has never seen what we're seeing right now. And but Jesus Jesus warned us about these things, Mondo. He he warned us that when you begin to see these things, look up for your redemption draws near. So we're in a time and a season where the earth is groaning. And and I believe that, you know, it's ready to give up the harvest of the earth, which are are the, the people that have yet to come into the kingdom. What we're seeing right now is is what the scriptures talk about, the deep darkness covering covering the earth. But Isaiah 60 talks about the deep darkness, but that there would be a light and the light, the body of Christ, the glory of God would shine in these dark times. I believe that right now what's happening, and you know, when you ask like, this is not... Well, growing up, we didn't see these kinds of things. We, of course, there was, you know, there was darkness. There, were, but the level of darkness right now that we're seeing, we've never seen it. The earth has never seen it. Even people that don't believe, I have family members that still don't believe, and still, you know, they're on their way. But even they say, "Man, I've never seen so much darkness like this, and so much evil in all of in all of my life." You know, and I so. I can sense. Are you are you prophetic? Are you do you work in the prophetic realm? 
I do. My husband and I have been, um, you know, it was one of the, one of the very, as a young believer, you know, the Lord, I got a, quite a few prophetic words when I first came in. It was like, the Lord is going to use you in this, in this realm. But, you know, the last 12 years, the Lord's just been, just been training us, Mondo, and training us in the secret place, training us in the hidden place. But yes, it is. Yeah. I can, I can feel it. I can, I can sense it. I don't know. I, it's so weird, but I, I can sense that in you. I feel like you have a word for someone watching right now in Pennsylvania, in Los Angeles, in Miami right now. And there's three young ladies that are watching this program right now. And I feel like you have a prophetic word for that. those three ladies watching right now. I just, you know... One of the things I want you to understand, people, is that when God gives you an intuition to speak to you, we obey. Because life and yeah. death, is for me, is serious. And I know for Miss Christina Baker, it's serious. Because when you find yourself at the end of life, when you feel like you have no hope, when you feel like your marriage is falling apart, you feel like your finances don't make any sense, the, 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 the father that was supposed to be there for you is not there, you feel like everything just doesn't make any sense. And what makes sense is when God moves in. Oh, man. I, I, listen, I want to stop Thank talking. You. Can you just minister to that, those three people watching right now and everyone else that is tuning in? This is for you, too, because I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're going through. I'm supposed to be talking about the book, but I feel like this is part of the book is knowing that hope in 60 seconds. Listen, life can change in a matter of 60 seconds. Life can turn around for you in 60 seconds where it, lo it looks so bad. Yet in 60 seconds, God can turn it around if you just turn your ways, if you change your mind about God, if you just repent and understand, oh, I need to be quiet. Christina, take Thank this you, time and just minister. I don't usually do this, but I just felt urge in my spirit that you need to go ahead and minister to those watching right now. Thank you, Lord. And, and see, this is the word that's been burning in my spirit is don't focus on the struggle, but focus on the breakthrough that God has for you. And when we focus on the struggle, it gives room for the enemy to continue to grow his roots in our lives. But God wants to do a greater work. And here's the thing, Psalm 91, and I just, I want to speak this over every person that listens to this. Maybe you've hit a place in life where you think that you have no hope, your marriage has no hope, or your kids have no hope. But God wants to prophesy hope into that area. Psalm 91 says that we when we abide in the secret place of the Most High, there's when we get into the presence of the Lord, see, we got to be close enough to Him for His shadow to cover us. And the shadow of His wing will cover you. But there's a, there's a call from the depths of the heart of God to His people and His children right now that is saying, come near. And even if you just got done sinning five seconds ago, it is as easy as just stepping into the presence of the Lord with an open heart and repentance and just saying, God, I'm here. I am sorry for what I've done. Forgive me for my sins. I want to burn for you. I want to live for you. And I want to live the rest of my days just for you, Jesus. It's that easy. And some of you that are listening right now are thinking, you know, I used to burn with the fire of God. I used to be close to God. But in one moment, God doesn't even need 60 seconds. God just needs a moment of surrender, a moment of faith where you go, God, I'm all messed up, 
but I need you to touch me right now. I need you to touch my kids. I need you to touch my life. And in one moment, the flame of his presence will fill you and cover you. And so I just want to speak life over you right now. The prophet Ezekiel prophesied, and he said, can these, can these dry bones live? And today we prophesy over you today that the dry bones, maybe it's been dry bones in your home, dry bones in your marriage, dry bones in your relationship, dry bones in your ministry. God wants to breathe a fresh wind over you once again. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we ask right now for the fire of your presence to cover every heart, to fill every spirit. God, I thank you right now for filling them with strength. You said that those that wait upon you will renew their strength and mount up on wings like eagles. God, I ask you right now to set their hearts on fire for you. God, we thank you right now that you are filling their hearts with hope that no matter what's happened, Lord, we know hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. We prophesy a tree of life over every heart that is listening to the words of this prayer. And we thank you that the dawning of a new season is here and it's here today, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Listen, I want to tell you something. The Bible says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There's something about when someone makes a plan for your life. If you're around people that have no vision for you, run from them. If you're around people that have no plans for you, get away from them. Because if you find yourself being the smartest person in that group, you're going to fail. We need one another. We need this prayer. What Miss Christina just shared with you is her experience voiced out, knowing that in less than 60 seconds, in one moment in time, that's how God works. My life looks so bad. The world said, lock them up, throw the key away. The world said, I don't want nothing to do with you. The world said, there's no format for people like you. As a matter of fact, the only formats that was for my life, an ex-gang member, was to either die in the streets or to end up in prison for the rest of my life. As a matter of fact, by the time I was 18 years old, they told me, don't make any plans because you're not going to pass 18 years old. You're not going to live long enough to make plans after 18 years old. Do you think that's plans? That's a good plan for someone? I had nothing to live for. I had nothing to look forward to. I lost hope. There was no way. As a matter of fact, I didn't even believe in hope. As a matter of fact, the only hope I had is I hope I catch my enemies in the streets. I hope I catch that dude that owes me money. I hope I find that girl that betrayed me. The hope I had was, 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 was conflicted because I didn't have the knowledge and the understanding that God had a plan for my life. And as we talk about the culture today, as we are trying to understand, as we're trying to understand where we are as a culture, Miss Christina, I can't help but to think about this. What advice do you give young parents that are navigating through the path of social media and they feel like, oh, just take the phone. I'm too tired. I don't even want to bother talking. And the phone becomes the parent. And all of a sudden, the phone begins to take a life of its own. What is your message for parents that are dealing with young men and women in the social media age that we're in right now? Yeah. Well, you know, the Lord said this to me, Mondo, um, about a year ago, our son is getting older. He's 15 years old. And he said, what you're not paying attention to, the devil is. 
So to young parents with young children, I say that to you. What we're not paying attention to as parents, the enemy is. We've got to be involved in every single area that they're involved in. I have a young teenager. We have a young teenager in our home, and we are involved in everything that he's doing. Even if we don't have an interest for it, we're getting involved in it. We have become friends. We've built a relationship, and you can always start today, even if you haven't. We have built a relationship where there's trust and there's friendship there. But I tell you this, Mondo, it's the power of prayer. It's the power of prayer. And people are like, well, just pray about it. No, really, just pray about it. It is, that is where everything starts is prayer for our children. Because when our son goes to bed, we're in there at nighttime, anointing him with oil, reading the word of God in his ear, because his body's asleep, but his spirit is awake. And he's listening to, his spirit is listening to what's going on. And I just believe that in the times that we're, that we're living in right now, it's the power of prayer over our children. I, you know, we have to understand that our prayers matter and our prayers shake the earth. But we have to believe that in our hearts. God has given us that authority that when we stand in the name of Jesus, that the earth will shake when we decree and we, we plant the heavens with his word over our children. So prayer, I believe that um, being involved, once again, paying attention to those areas because whatever we're not paying attention to, something else is going to slip in. And it's just so the importance of friendship. I didn't have that, uh, Mondo. I didn't have parents that were involved in my life. But um, but God, you know, he used all of that to teach me so much later on in life. He uses every valley. He never makes anything go to waste. Um, but I, I would say those were. I love what you're saying. When my sister, and I'm sure you were, you know, you heard it when I was speaking at, you know, Brother Chuck's church and the conference there. One of the most powerful things that changed my life was prayer. Because my question from my sister was, what if God is real? What if prayer it works? And what if I have a different destiny? And this book, you deal with 20 short prayers. Everything goes back to prayer, doesn't it? Can I ask you this? What is your favorite prayer that you write about in hope in 60 seconds. Yeah. Gosh, that's, uh, it's one of the very first prayers, uh, at the very beginning of the book, I wrote a prayer that was like a prayer that I prayed. Obviously I wrote it, you know, a couple years ago, but I prayed that prayer in reflection of what God had done when he, you know, he overturned, overturned a conviction where I should have gone to jail for drug, for drug possession. I walked through a brain tumor. I, you know, just being homeless and just the addiction and the overdoses and everything else. I wrote a prayer that was like, God, you've always been there. And if I make my bed in hell, there you are. If I ascend to the, everywhere that I am, you are there. And so that's the reality of it, Mondo, is that no, no matter where we are in life, God is there. And that overwhelmed me. When I became a believer, one of the most overwhelming things for me was the fact that God was there all of my life. Even when I stuck my fist out at him, even when I denied his existence, he was there all along watching over me. And he knew that a moment would come that I would surrender my life. So um, I would say my, my favorite prayer is the next one, whatever the next prayer is, whatever. But uh, from the book, it would, I would say it's the very first prayer, just, in, just remembering all that God had done for me. Listen, there's 20 prayers, 10 personal stories of transformation 60 seconds. Listen, hope in 60 seconds. So much can happen in 60 seconds. I love the title. I love what 
everything that the book has to offer because for this generation, especially when I say this generation, I mean anybody that is alive right now. I'm not just talking about the youngsters and the social media crowd. I'm talking about anyone that is alive right now. If you're 50, 60, 15, 16 years old, our attention span seems to be gone <laughs> in 60 seconds. But I want to tell you something. I want you to go find Christina Baker on social media. I want you to go to TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. What other ways can they find you? Yeah, that's it. Instagram, uh, TikTok, if they, you know, if you're brave enough to get on there. <laughs> Facebook, just under my name, Christina Baker Mondo. Oh, that's fabulous. Listen, I, I really admire your bravery to step into the social media world. Is there something that if someone's out there watching and say, how can I break into that? How can I use my Bible experience? How can I use what I do in private with my prayer life and my ministry? Do you encourage people to step out and use social media for that platform? I do, because we need to occupy until he comes, Mondo. Ooh. And so the thing is, is that once again, the, the enemy is using social media. But if we can get on there and release the glory of God we're going to snatch people out of the fire. And the Bible talks about that. And so um, I say this, it's about the one, because even though he's a masses God, he saw you, he saw me, and he sees each and every one of you. So I would say, you know, every time we post a video, my husband and I, we, we always say this, if one person viewed the video, then mission complete, because it's not about the video going viral. It's not about popularity. It's not about how many people viewed it? You keep it about the one because if one person's heart was touched for and turned towards the Lord Jesus or given hope, then it was all worth it. And so make it about the one because God sees a multitude, but he sees one. And that was one of the things that wrecked me when I came to the Lord, Mondo. It was like, he saw me, one person, a broke down, drug addicted girl who was on her one way ticket to hell. He saw me as one person. And when I pray these prayers, I see that one person. I see that single mom. I see that dad that is just trying to figure out how he can provide for his family. I see the face of that person. So if you're getting on, you want to encourage people with the word of God, see one person. You close your eyes and you see the face of that one person because you're only praying for that one person. And you let God do the rest. If he wants to send it to 100, he will. If he wants to send it to one, he will. There you have it, Christina Baker. I, I, listen, thank you so much for your time today. I really Thank enjoy you, listening to you. You need to go find her on TikTok. You need to go find her on Instagram, Facebook. You're going to be encouraged. You're going to be challenged. You're going to be motivated. More than that, she leads you back to the word. For me, anyone that leads me back to the word is where I want to be. It's where my hope is. I love the fact that you teach us about the word of God in your TikToks. The, your messages, everything comes from the word. You have to understand we live in a time and in, in, in a moment right now that very few are willing to use the word of God as the message to be able to encourage you. A lot of people want to be this spiritual coaching. And I love that because we need that as long as it's founded in the word of God, as long as the foundation of that message is reflected and is backed up by every word not just one scripture where you get it out of context you got to put it back into context and put it back into the lexicon of of where it comes from because your life will be transformed 
There is power in the Word of God. There is power in the Word of God. I will never get tired of that because if the Word of God used that power to change my life, to change Christina's life, it has the power to change your life as well. I got to go. Thank you for giving me your time today. Thank you for letting me come into your home and your living room to spend this time to encourage you. Christina, thank you so much. The book is Thanks called Hope me. in 60 Seconds. Go get one. It's going to encourage you. It's going to change your life. I'll see you next time. Remember, keep the faith. Bye-bye. <laughs>